Make the most of every opportunity. We hear this phrase all the time, but do you know that this began as a spiritual and divine idea? Welcome to This Divine Moment, a podcast where we learn to pay attention and notice the moments that God is at work, to respond to those moments, and how that response can change everything. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of this Divine Moment. And today I want to talk to you about the heart behind this podcast. If you don't know me, my name is Ben Cornick, and I am a pastor and a speaker, and I've been uh, doing ministry for quite a while. And actually, um, I want to talk to you about a few moments that led up to me doing this podcast. See, uh, this podcast is going to be all about moments. We're going to learn how to pay attention to moments in our lives. And over the last just the few weeks, I have had multiple people talk to me about starting a podcast. Um, I'm not bringing it up to other people. They're bringing it up to me. They're coming up to me and saying, hey, why haven't you started a podcast? And it's something I've kicked around for quite a few years. Um, I love listening to podcasts. I have a lot of podcasters that I admire and I listen to. And uh, often when I'm driving or working out or mowing the lawn, I like to listen to a podcast. But uh, it's taken me a while to figure out what I wanted to have a podcast be about. And what I realized is I wanted to have a podcast that would help people pay attention and recognize what God is up to in their lives. Because I believe that God is at work in everybody's lives if they would just take time to notice it. I think that God is crazy about humanity, that God loves people, and that he actually wants to be involved with our lives. And so he really truly is trying to be involved. He's really truly at work in everybody's lives. And so sometimes we we have this assumption that there's some people that God is connected to and other people that he's not, or some people that he's uh, more at work in their life and other people that he's not. But I think a way to look at it is I think there are people who have learned to pay attention to what God is doing. And that's why it seems as if those people are more connected to God. And so I just wanted to have a podcast where people could learn that that is true. And I want it to be a podcast where someone who maybe has grown up in the church or regularly attends church would listen to it and feel challenged and encouraged. But I also want this to be a podcast and a place where if someone is, they don't, you know, if someone wouldn't consider themselves a follower of Christ um, and they're, they're seeking, they're curious, they're wondering, they're exploring, and they're trying to understand spirituality. They're trying to figure out how to connect to God, that this would be a place that they would be able to do that. And so a lot of times I'm going to be sharing stories from my life, stories from other people's lives. I'll be sharing uh, parts of the scriptures. I'll be sharing some of my thoughts on things. And, And in all of that, my hope is that each week, we will be able to walk away from our time together feeling as if we have met with God even in this time that we have together and we're becoming more aware of what he's up to in our lives. Now, I've had many moments that I would call divine moments, moments where I realized God was at work. Now, there's, there's a couple of words that were used in the New Testament, the New Testament of the Bible, 
when describing the word time. So the word time or even the word moment, it would actually be expressed in two different ways. One word was the word chronos and the other word was the, the word kairos. Now here's, here's the big distinction. Chronos, that's, that's actually an easy word for us to wrap our minds around because it's where we get the word chronological. So if you're going to put something in chronological order, that means you would put it in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Whereas Kairos is a different type of time. It's not just the passing of days, the passing of hours, the passing of minutes. Kairos is different. Kairos is a moment in time that sticks out from the rest. Uh, the, the original language actually talks about a pregnant moment, a moment that is pregnant with purpose, a moment that is pregnant with destiny, a moment that is pregnant with meaning. And so it, it's, it's like something is about to happen. Something is about to give way. And so a way to think about that is, uh, you know, there's moments sometimes where uh, we might remember that moment better than other moments. Uh, for example, I remember the first time that I saw the Rocky Mountains. My wife and I, we went to Denver, Colorado, but we by the time we had flown in and gotten to our hotel, it was really late at night. And so it was pitch black outside and our hotel was a little bit out in the, the country, but we knew that we were supposed to be close to the mountains. And so we were trying to look for him and we couldn't see him. And we thought, you know what, we're probably just really far away from them. Well, the next morning we wake up and we walk out of our hotel and we were completely dumbstruck because we walk out of the door of the hotel and right there are these incredible mountains just sitting there. And there's all these other people just walking and driving around as if the mountains don't even matter. And yet for us who are from, you know, the Midwest, we're going, holy cow, look at these mountains. And literally we had tears in our eyes and we probably looked like idiots to everybody else because we're pulling out our phones and taking pictures. And I mean, I think we even were laughing like, <laughs> you know, like it was just this moment. And it was a moment that I would call a Kairos moment. It's suspended from the rest of your daily life. And, you know, maybe your wedding or maybe a child being born or maybe uh, maybe you caught a game winning pass or maybe there is a time where um, you were in a competition and you won first place. Like these are all moments that can really stick out for us. But there's also other moments that don't feel as positive. You know, the death of a loved one or a time where we felt really rejected. Um, I still remember a moment when I was in fifth grade and I was just trying to play on the playground. And all of a sudden, there was a few guys that surrounded me and they started to push me back and forth. And they were pushing me so hard and so fast that I couldn't even fall to the ground. And so I just kept getting pushed back and forth, like um, almost like a, an object or a toy. And I remember how degrading it felt, how embarrassing it was, how lonely I felt because no one came to my rescue. And then finally, they just stopped doing it. And I crumbled to the ground and I was crying. I mean, even now, like I can literally feel the tears starting to well up in my eyes because that pain is still real. Like I still remember that moment and being like, why is nobody helping me? And that was a Kairos moment as well. 
So a Kairos moment, whether it's positive or negative, it's this moment that sticks out from the rest of time. I mean, there are times where I drive to work and I don't even remember driving to work. And so that's Kronos time. That's just like, it's just time that passes by where Kairos time, it sticks out. And there's this moment in uh, the scriptures where Paul is writing to the Ephesian church. And he says, he says, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And it's really interesting because he's actually bringing these two ideas together. He's saying, look, sometimes you look around the world and you go, man, this is just some evil time we're living in. This is, this is some bad times that we're living in. And I think about this last year and how many times have people looked around and said things like that? Like, what is wrong with our world? What's wrong with our country? What's going on? And so Paul is saying, yeah, sometimes the chronological time that you're living in feels really messed up. But he, he starts it off by saying, make the most of every opportunity. And the language that he's using there is the word kairos. He's like, make the most of every kairos. Every time a kairos comes up, and you might even wonder, okay, where, where do we even get this word kairos? Well, it's based on this old Greek myth that there was a God named Kairos. And if he, if he passed you by, um, the front of his head was completely bald, but he had this like ponytail essentially. And so his head was bald all except for this ponytail. And so the idea was that Kairos was this God that um, you, oh, actually no, the, the hair was on the front of his head, sorry. And so he was this God that as he passed you by, you had to grab his hair. But if he, if he kept moving and you hadn't grabbed his hair yet, you wouldn't be able to grab onto the hair on the back of his head because it wasn't there. So the idea was that if the moment passes you by, you have missed the moment. And so Paul is saying, hey, uh, go ahead and take advantage of those opportunities. When the opportunity arises, when a Kairos moment happens, grab a hold of it. Now, we have to understand that Paul isn't just trying to be a motivational speaker in that moment. He, he is speaking from the perspective of a person who his life has been changed by Jesus. Now, I grew up in an agnostic home. I didn't really know anything about the Bible or Christianity or about God when I was growing up. Um, actually, at one point, I became a Wiccan, and I was practicing witchcraft and... Um, I was just really trying to learn about the power of the universe. And I remember feeling so uh, hopeless, though. It was a season of my life where my family had moved to a different state. We had moved from Wisconsin to Georgia. And I felt so out of place. And I started reading the Chronicles of Narnia, believe it or not. And I get to the last chapter of The Last Battle and I won't spoil it for you, but if you read those books, you'll find out that they are all about the Bible. And I did not know that when I started reading them. And so I remember I got to the part where I realized this, this whole thing is about Jesus. It's about the Bible. And I remember my first thought was being really angry. <laughs> like I felt tricked that C.S. Lewis had tricked me. He wrote, writes this book about Aslan and Narnia, and really the whole time he's writing about Jesus in the Bible. But then I realized, you know what, I could have done my research. You know, the internet existed, 
So I could have gone and find out, found, found out all of these things. I could have found that out on my own. And instead, though, I was left with this moment where I was completely caught off guard. And then I started to wonder, why would somebody who's so brilliant, somebody who is so well-known as an author, why would he spend all of his time writing these seven books so that people could learn more about Jesus? And see, I had already written off Christianity. I was like, I don't believe that's true. One time I, was, I went to a Baptist church, uh, nothing against the Baptists. It's just, this was a very strict Baptist church and I was wearing basketball shorts. And one of the elders of the church, he pulled me aside and said, young man, if you're going to come to this church, you're going to need to dress better than that. And I remember thinking as a young kid, okay, well, then I'll solve both, both of our problems. I just won't come back. And so that was kind of my attitude towards Christianity. But I realized I was having a moment. Now, at the time, I wouldn't have called it a Kairos moment. I wouldn't have even called it a divine moment. I just knew I was having a moment. Well, shortly after that, I had a friend who invited me to his church, and I think he thought I would say no to him. And he's like, hey, do you want to come to my church? And I said, yeah. And I think he was just really surprised by that. Um, But what he didn't know is that I all of a sudden was in this mode of seeking. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to understand more about Jesus because I thought maybe there's more to this Jesus story than I even knew. And so I remember going to church with my friend for six months, and they would have all these moments that in the church world, we would call it an altar call, uh, where they say, hey, come on up and someone will pray for you. And I just was like, no, no way. I am not doing that. I'm not going to get manipulated into this. I'm not going to have somebody uh, trying to make me pray a prayer. But then there is this day where I was sitting with my friend, um, in this uh, room in his house. And all of a sudden, I just was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. <laughs> and he looks up at me. He's like, you're doing what thing? I'm like, the, the Jesus thing, Christianity, like I'm doing it. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I said, yeah, I, I realized that I believed. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He goes, how did that happen? I go, I don't know. But today I realize that I'm a believer. Like I believe Jesus rose from the grave. I believe that he died for our sins. I believe he's coming back again someday. I don't know why I believe it, but I find myself believing it. And he just didn't know what to do. And uh, and thankfully his parents uh, knew what to do. And so I uh, started to read the Bible and I started to attend a couple of different Bible studies to learn more about who God is and uh, what it means to follow Jesus And so that was just such a divine moment in my life. And it sort of snuck up on me. And that's the thing about these divine moments, these Kairos moments. They're going to sneak up on you. And you're not always going to know what hit you. But often in that moment, what we find is that God is waiting there for us. He is waiting to meet us in that moment. And what we do with that matters. See, in that moment, when we realize that God is trying to do something in our lives, we can either go, well, you know what? Um, I don't think I'm really interested in that. I don't want to change. I don't want my life to look different. So, Or maybe we go, well, I've met Christians and I don't like some of them, so I don't know that I want to do that. Or, man, I've been to churches and 
oh, there's just so many things I don't like about churches and they sing these songs and I don't like those or ah, there's all these hypocrites or what have you. Like there, there could be so many different things we could say, but you could respond that way or you could respond by changing. Now, the, the biblical word for this is to repent. We've, we've turned that into such a negative word. We, we picture a street preacher who's screaming the word repent at people who walk by, but the word repent it means to change. It means that you were going one direction and now you've decided to go another. And so we could also repent. That could be our response. We could say, you know what? I'm, I'm realizing something's happening in my life right now. I'm going to pay attention to it. I'm going to see what God is doing. And then I'm going to repent. I'm going to change so that my life can respond to the thing that's happening and I can start moving in a different direction. Um, I can give you a pretty recent example. Uh, just recently, I had this moment where I just realized I was really tired and frustrated. And and so, again, um, not like there's other days where I'm not tired and frustrated, but this moment stuck out to me. I was like, man, I just feel more tired and more frustrated than I really should be. Because honestly... It's not like I have all these huge problems in life. It's not like there's this one constant thing that keeps happening. And I started to realize that um, there are some of the disciplines in my life that for a good season, I was really praying and I was really in, in the, the word. I was reading the Bible. Um, I was even fasting and I was doing all sorts of things that were really helping my spirit stay engaged in my spirit uh, to be more enlivened. And I, I started to not do those things as much. Now, as a pastor, um, obviously, there there is a professional sense of I'm reading the Bible very often to prepare for sermons, and I'm praying for people and with people often. But um, just like uh, a personal trainer needs to go work out on their own so that they can be in good shape when they're working out with their clients, uh, someone who's a spiritual leader has to have a spiritual life of their own if they're going to have any credibility in trying to lead others spiritually. And so I really, I started to look at that. And one of the things that I noticed that I was doing was that I I needed to repent. And, and here's why. Because not only had I stopped doing some of these spiritual disciplines as much as I had been doing them, um, I actually was not paying attention to the fact that I was, I really believed I was under spiritual attack. And I actually had a couple people point out to me that I might be under spiritual attack, and I really didn't take what they said seriously. And uh, not, not that I don't believe spiritual attack can happen, but I was just in this mode. I think I was trying to get things done, and I was busy. And I just started to recognize, like, okay, I have to be more intentional about realizing when um, there's attack happening and when my life is in a place that I might not be as diligent about keeping my spirit enlivened and about guarding my heart as I should be. And so I just in these past couple of weeks, I've said, okay, I'm going to spend more time in the scripture. I'm going to spend more time listening to God's word uh, on audio, reading God's word. 
So I'm telling you this just to say that this is an example of what it can look like to have a divine moment, to understand that, to respond to what God is doing. And then here's the difference. Over these last few days, I feel as if I'm much more connected to what God is doing. I feel as if um, my thoughts are much clearer. Like I, I don't feel like they're as jumbled as they were before. And I also am sensing a lot more peace and joy where I wasn't having as much peace and joy during that couple of weeks where I began to notice how tired I was. Now, am I still tired? Sure. Uh, are, are there still frustrating things happening? Yes. But that's the beauty of responding to a Kairos moment with a heart of repentance is that the change, it's not that it always happens in your life right away. It's that it happens in your heart first. And so that's, that's what we learn is that when we, when we pay attention to these divine moments and we are willing to repent, to change, and allow something new to take place, we find that it happens in our heart first. And then as our own life begins to change, we begin to be someone who impacts people around us. And that can change our home our community, our school, our workplace, our church, our country, and even the world. You have no idea what impact the choices and decisions that you make are going to have. And so that's what I wanted to do today is just share my heart with you for why I'm doing this podcast. Hopefully that encourages you. Hopefully you are going to tune in and listen more. And uh, I hope that this is a podcast that will bless you and bless many other people as we go. So may you notice the moments that God is at work in your life. May you learn to respond. May you learn what it means to truly repent. May you learn what it means to change and then to see as your own heart changes that you can change the world around you. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And I am looking forward to having you join me next time.